2: not only taught me the music, he taught me how to live the life.
0: When we sit down to play music, he immediately touches his violin, and then he touches his forehead and his heart. He kissed it and and handed it back to me, and I'm like, wow.
3: (laughs) I just feel this overwhelming sense of
0: welcomeness Mm -hmm.
2: and openness.
0: It just frames the whole performance in a different way.
2: Before, there was no written script. Mm -mm. We have to sit with him, and uh, what he is teaching, we have to listen and remembering it. As a musician, I've always been fascinated by music that is not on the page. We are sharing our music, sharing our philosophy, sharing our culture.
1: The violin is an instrument we often associate with Western classical music, but it's also the instrument of choice for one particular musician, Rupam Ghosh, who plays classical music from North India. He's here in St. Louis for a limited time to share that music as well as his approach to musicianship. It's part of a tour that includes performances with Violision, an ensemble that brings jazz and Hindustani music onto the same stage. Joining me in studio to talk about it is Rupam Ghosh, Hindustani violinist and Violision ensemble player. Welcome. Thank you. And Matt Pickert, violinist and professor of music at Webster University. Welcome to you.
3: Great to be here.
1: Thank you both for joining us today. Now to put us in the right space for this conversation, Rupam, may we have you start us with a mantra? Thank you. Mm
2: Purushāya vidamahe Mahādevāya dhemahe prachūdayā Om namaste astu Bhagavan Vishveshwaraya Mahadevaya Trambakaya Tripurantakaya Trikagni Kalaya Kalagni Rudraya Neelakantaya Mrithanjayaya Sarveshwaraya Sadashivaya Shri Man Mahadivaya Namaha Om Hari Om Om Shanti 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 Thank you.
1: Thank you. Rupal, can you translate (laughs) what that mantra was?
2: This is uh, the prayer of Shiva, Mm -hmm. actually. This is called Shiva Gayatri, which uh, if you do it every day, then you maybe not get any disease, and it will help you to... uh, Solve the all problems and hazards in your life.
1: Okay, so it's like a, a protection. Yes. And right. Um, now, I will tell you that preparing for this conversation, mm-hmm. um, this is really my first encounter with North Indian classical music. So there's yeah, very it's much that pleasure. <laughs> I don't know. Can you talk about the main ways that um, that it is different from Western classical music or from other classical music mm-hmm. in India?
2: In India, uh, only one classical music, okay. which is North Indian. And uh, there is another one in the southern part of India. Mm-hmm. This is called uh, Carnatic music. But in North Indian music, is totally different from other music because it is, you know, Like generation after generation, it uh, goes through from the master to his disciples Mm -hmm. like this way. Like we have the, uh, now it is in book called Veda. Veda is also taught by, you know, just by listening Mm -hmm. in the beginning. So Indian music is also like that. We have to learn from my master in front of my, uh, our master. We have to sit with him and uh, what he is teaching, we have to listen and remembering it. And uh, before there was no written script.
1: Mm-hmm. So that seems very appropriate for the medium we're using right now with, with radio. Yeah. And... The, the relationship that you're talking about between the, the teacher and the disciple mm. certainly sounds like it is fully immersive, like you must be fully Absolutely. involved in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Now, the... Uh, the the mantra that you started with, part of the reason we decided to begin in that way is that um, the violation performance uh, that I got to see from last year, that's how it started. So it seemed appropriate to to yeah. begin in that fashion. Um, the violin is the instrument that you play. And perhaps the most well-known Indian instrument, at least here in the States, is the sitar. Yeah. i um you're well known though for Hindustani music played on the violin. Mm-hmm. How did you come to play that particular instrument?
2: Uh, it is uh, actually my father was playing uh, violin, uh, so from the beginning, in from the childhood, I listening violin, and then I loved to play it also. Then my father took me to his master. And (laughs) this way it started, actually. Mm
1: -hmm. So that generational Mm -hmm. sort of interchange there. And what is it about the the training that you received um, for the violin Mm -hmm. is important for people to understand, not just about your music, but about the place that it has in your life?
2: Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, In the beginning, I uh, was a disciple of uh, Professor Robin Ghosh. And uh, from my childhood, I started to uh, learn from him. And uh, we had a really uh, relationship with uh, like son and father. Mm -hmm. He uh, not only taught me the music, he taught me how to live the life. Mm -hmm. And uh, this way, we spend, We had spent a, a long time. And after we, when I was in the university, he was also there as a professor. So we had a big relationship and a lot of, uh, you know, studies and. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: no, Matt, you were not raised in the same way musically, um, what is it about what Rupam has been talking about uh, strikes you either as somewhat familiar or, or very different?
3: Yeah, so I'll touch on something you asked earlier. Um, what is What are some of the main differences between Indian classical music and Western European classical music? So violin is, is strongly associated with the Western European classical canon and the thing about that music is it's mostly all in written tradition. Mm-hmm. Almost every other musical culture in the world is an oral tradition, that you hear it by listening. And um, as a musician myself, I've always been fascinated by music that is not on the page uh-huh. and trying to explore many other styles. Um some similarities with Rupam is uh, generational. I'm the son of uh, two cellists and retired music educators, okay. the grandson of a music educator. So um, I also started violin at a, a young age, mm-hmm. at three, um, by Suzuki method, which is an oh. oral tradition. So okay. yeah.
1: And is this is this information that you all have exchanged previously?
3: Um, we're always learning new things about each other. Yeah. So yeah. you mentioned the show that you saw um, in the fall, at focal point we actually met two days before that
1: oh okay (laughs) this
3: is a very new group and we're very excited about the the future of it okay yeah
1: so as a sort of um a (laughs) warm-up to what people may experience when they see you all play together um rags or raga are central to um north indian classical Mm -hmm. music rupam tell us what is a rag and how is it played
2: yeah raga is not only a combination of notes if it is a raga then you should have the some rules uh, maintain some rules that you know in every raga there should be some specific ascending descending mm mm-hmm as uh here in western music they are uh, telling do re mi fa sol and we are calling sa Gama ga and every raga there should be a specific note which we call it vadi swar mm-hmm. swar means note and vadi swar is uh, the m- the most important note of
1: Raga.
2: Uh, okay. We have to uh, maintain that. There is another uh, important note. We call it samvadi. It is less than vadi, but also very important note. We have to maintain these rules. And every raga should have a beautiful name. And uh, you know, ragas in a short way, I am. I want to say you that ragas are set all over the day from early morning to uh, late night uh, and also there are some seasonal ragas
1: mm-hmm. spring season is <laughs> upon us here yeah now, before we move further let's hear a raga from a violation performance last year and there's an interesting connection um that you make as matt cl- has a closing remark there at the end that we'll pick up on mm-hmm.
3: This has been an amazing experience uh, for us to learn
2: from Rupam. Yeah, no, no, Uh, not learning, we are sharing just.
1: (laughs) So that was part of a raga that our guests today, Rupam Ghosh, Hindustani violinist and violin ensemble player, and Matt Pickert, Webster University professor and violin ensemble player that you all did together with your group. Now, that was part of a raga that you played last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And at the end there, Rupam, you said, um, not learn, but share. Right? Can you tell us why it is not learning? Or if we put it another way, why shouldn't we call what you are doing with your music teaching?
2: Yeah, I told it to Matt only because he is an excellent and expert violinist. <laughs> and uh, that's why i told him that uh, you <laughs> are not learning from me you uh, just we are sharing our music sharing our philosophy sharing our culture thank you rupam you're very kind <laughs> <laughs> no it's true <laughs> and
1: matt you are the one who brought the ensemble together that makes up violation there are our, our four members as we mentioned what inspired the idea to put something like this together?
3: Rupam Ghosh. <laughs> Actually, we have to give credit where credit's due. Um, I want to definitely give a shout-out to Mike Parkinson, yes. who was the chair oh, yeah, of Webster cool department. Mm. department of Music okay. uh, long before I was there. We met at a summer camp in Tennessee, uh, where he oh. was dean of the Middle T- Tennessee State University. I was working at Tennessee Governor's School for the Arts before I moved here. And Rupam Ghosh got in touch with him um through mutual contact, and said, I, I want to come to St. Louis and make music, and, and Mike gave him my name.
2: Okay. And um,
3: <laughs> I went to school with Sebastian. We were doing our doctorate at the same time at Michigan State. Okay. We were actually playing a Mahler symphony together. He was playing the big box. I was uh-huh. the principal violist, and I knew that he also played tabla. And um, Ben has been a wonderful colleague um, since I've come to to Webster in St. Louis, and is. Uh, amazing jazz bass player and bass player and great guy mm-hmm. and um, it's it's just been a great uh, mix of of musicians mm. and people yeah. yeah
1: and those other ensemble members are Sebastian Boots as well as Ben Wheeler yes right Violision, is it a, a mashup term What does it mean?
3: Um, I guess did I come up with the name? We were yes. thinking of a yeah, name for please. a while and um, yeah I thought about um, one of the things that uh, I've, I will say this again, that I've learned from you, Rupa, <laughs> is um, to be more open. And uh, we talk a lot about um, the vision of, of things and, and how to, to see things and how to, uh, to be open. So, um, And we both play violin, so mm-hmm. violin and vision, right? Oh, okay. Violision. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's an, an elision as well right. with yeah. the words. Yeah. And then let's talk a bit about what it's been like for you and other musicians in the ensemble. You've, you've kind of mentioned a little bit here what it's been like to work with Rupam. Fellow Violision bandmate, Ben Wheeler, recalls one of the first interactions he had with you, Rupam.
0: One of the first experiences I had with Rupam uh, at the rehearsal uh, last time he was in town, was I dropped my, I was unpacking my bass and I, I dropped my rosin, the, you know, the stuff you put on the bow and just little little red case. And he picked it up and he like, I think he kissed his hand and touched it or he, he kissed it and, and handed it back to me. And I'm like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is you know, just some rosin. But that, that was, I thought that was a little different. And, you know, you take off your shoes when you go to play on the stage. You know, he'll take his violin he'll open the case. A, he's sitting down and, you know, he'll open the case and he'll like, kiss it and say a little prayer to himself and it's just that it's a, it just frames the whole performance in a different way.
1: And we also heard this from and Tabla player Sebastian Boots and he expands upon Rupam's approach to and attitude toward playing.
0: When we sit down to play music he immediately touches his violin and then he touches his forehead and his heart. Yeah, it just reminds me to be more mindful and um, thankful for the opportunity to make music with one another. It allows the entire um, performance to just be almost meditative and reflective. And I, I think that's really beautiful. and allows us to um, communicate on a much deeper level.
1: So that was Sebastian Boots and then before that was uh, Ben Wheeler. Matt, do their comments resonate with you? Um and in what ways would you say this ensemble sort of in its composition, its approach, you know, the focus, the music itself, how is it more than just a mashup or a fusion of genres?
3: Um yes, the <laughs> the words of both Sebastian and Ben very much resonate with me and um I am very grateful for this opportunity to make music with my friends and to have met Rupam and to be able to share music with him and learn from him. Um learning from each other. Yeah. Um I um as I said I and since high school really I've always been interested in other styles of music. Mm-hmm. Um I in college played a lot of bluegrass on the street. Um uh, during graduate school, I started to get more into jazz and blues. I've done some indie rock. Uh, right now I'm currently in a mariachi group. I played with klezmer, okay. a little bit of tango. I've, I always um, I find myself excited to, to learn more and uh, to experience new music, new culture, and, and it informs my musicianship in many ways. Um, still my main um, kind of bread and butter is classical. Mm-hmm. but every every other approach i take it informs that and um, this has been a completely new um, rejuvenating energizing experience making music with Rupam and especially um, playing in other styles of music i think that the violin can sometimes be um, I, I don't know what the right word is it for it but um, i'm i'm welcomed a lot and and the jazz scene because mm-hmm. i play violin okay not sure. necessarily because i'm a great jazz musician because mm-hmm. i know great jazz musicians <laughs> Sure. Um, yeah. and i you know experiences in in my life sometimes i feel like oh you know i'm trying something but maybe i don't really belong here mm-hmm. um, but ever since i started to make music with rupem I just feel this overwhelming sense of welcomeness mm-hmm. and openness. Um, and he's always encouraging you and encouraging our fellow musicians to to keep sharing and to try different things and that there are no mistakes and that whatever we play is wonderful. Um, and this last week, uh, we humbly asked Rupan, because we've been very focused on the ragas. So this last week I said, you know, what if Ben shares some jazz? And uh, then we incorporated a little bit of Bach with some of the raga as well. So it's been been great.
1: Oh, that's Um, cool. To (laughs) to be able to share
3: and to feel open and welcome to do that all the time.
1: Well, and given what you had said and what you both have shared about the difference between um, Hindustani music and its being, it's not written, and then sort of the strictures that come with Having to follow a score, that that all that makes uh, makes a lot of sense. Now I've heard that jazz is known um, as music for musicians. It's also known for improvisation. What about North Indian classical music, um, and you know, this this group of violin sort of makes these things come together really well. How do you feel about that, Rupam?
2: Actually, jazz music also, as you uh, told, that uh, there is lot of improvisations. And uh, I played uh, in Europe also a lot of time with jazz musicians. So uh, it is my always, uh, you know, what to say always I am trying to explore new music Mm. and collaborate with new kind of music. So uh, it is always in my mind. That's why I uh, am trying, I'm trying with, uh, because Matt is a really great uh, classical violinist, also jazz violinist. So I never been, uh, never tried with European classical uh, music. So uh, Let's try with European classical music. So it's something new. Yeah.
1: The other thing that struck me, Matt, about the the genres of music that you've been able to play, and and before we got to the segment, you had said you were here for about five years. There's a lot of diversity in St. Louis that people don't necessarily recognize. Why did you want to come to St. Louis, Rupam? And is that (coughs) diversity sort of part of the reason that you, you wanted to come to this city?
2: Uh, Truly, uh, because, you know, I want to share this music, this culture, this philosophy to the new generation. Because while uh, traveling all over the world, I am seeing the uh, serious aggression and, uh, you know, the uh, restlessness of the youth. Mm. So... I'm trying to spread the Indian music because Indian music has that power to make them uh, establish the peace and love.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that something you've felt?
2: Oh, very much
1: so. <laughs> In your very relative so. youth.
2: <laughs> and I just wanted to touch on
3: something earlier. Um, I don't know how m- how many listeners out there are aware of this, but something that's, so amazing for violin is actually it comes from a very improvisational tradition. So up until really Beethoven's time, improvisation was a huge part of classical music. Yeah.
1: Well, you will be performing together pretty soon. Um I think there are a couple that are on the calendar. We will be sharing about those on our website at stlonair.show. Uh, Matt Pickard is violinist and professor of music at Webster University and Violision member. And Rupam Ghosh is a Hindustani violinist and Violision ensemble player and the reason this all has (laughs) come together. Violision performs this Thursday night in the lounge above O'Connell's pub known as Jack's Joint. It's open to the public and a donation is encouraged but not required. There is more info about that, as we mentioned, at stlonair.show. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. This episode was produced by Aaron Dorr,
3: With audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron. Our production intern is Avery Rogers.
1: Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer.
3: St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association.